Hello, Litecoin Underground. How you doing? Uh, we got another week. And this week, hey, you're getting two episodes. Uh, I took, uh, you probably have alongside this, I'm going to post another episode, which is really what I did is I took our Twitter spaces we've done and I chopped them up into two separate episodes. So the first one you had, I would call kind of the bulk of the show. And this is almost like the show after the show. Um, at the end of, I, this has been kind of this, this uh, I don't know, ongoing conversation I've had every week there's a listener that uh, comes up and his name's Tux he comes he's from Australia and he's just kind of been giving us insight into what's going on over there you know what's happening with their lockdowns and restrictions and what has happened and, and he's very you know keyed into kind of what what he sees as almost like this mass uh, illusion that's been drawn over you know a very large part of his of the population over there and um, so it, it's just, it's made for some interesting conversation. I kind of, sadly, I get like a very weird kick out of it, um, which is probably not the right response, but it's just, I find it interesting. And, you know, he's a, he's a big proponent of privacy. And as we know, we've been talking about Mimblewimble and why privacy is important on Litecoin and why I'm, I'm so excited about it. I think it's a very big advancement for us. He's been, he's a Monero owner and he shows me on this, you know, he sent me a, screenshot that he was buying some Litecoin and introduced me to Cake Wallet, which is, you know, this, you know, self-custody wallet that you can interchange Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero in. I was very interested in it. Um, I'm going to actually do that tonight and post a post a short video about it. I'm a big believer that there needs to be synergy between uh, these chains. We have so many tools at our fingertips that we have to be using them together. We can't be divided. I'm open to what Monero has to offer. I think they have a unique offering, just as Litecoin has a unique offering that Monero users can utilize. And so I think across the spectrum, we should be focused on that multi-chain world and not be afraid to have open conversations about what's important in the crypto space long term. So give us a listen. It was entertaining. We got into a lot of different topics, and I just really enjoyed the conversation. I really like the guy. Uh, he and I have a good kind of, we click, and, and so maybe we'll do some more things in the future. But either way, I hope you enjoy it and have a good week. And I think I'll have something before Christmas, but if I don't, have good holidays. Bye. You get to close out the show and tell us, about the internment camps in Western Australia, wherever it is. Yo. And uh, what's, what's Sorry, going on? Sorry, man. My internet takes a while to reach the free land. <laughs> what's going on, bro? Uh, They've throttled the satellites. Yeah. <laughs> it's week number four of uh, me not being able to go to any place of business at all, uh, except for the grocery store. That's it. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so when you go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I like to paint a picture. Here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's masked, I'm assuming, right? Oh, double masked. They got two diapers on their face. Do you have to wear one? I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to that's wear okay. one. Okay, then that's yeah. Hey, that's that's somewhat tolerable to me. Maybe I'm conceding too much, but. I'm and fine then, with masks, uh, I think. Is is it like separated like in Europe? Is it like you have to... 
you still walking in one direction? The dividers? No. Nah. Like air? <laughs> Not yet. Are there arrows on the floor? Like, yep. go down the aisle this direction? Oh, man. See, that was like a year and a half ago for us. There's no dividers yet, like with actual fence that you've seen probably. Uh, but there are X's on, on the floors, and everyone's really fucking on edge, bro. They are just like... They're ready. They're just ready to cuss someone out. Like they, they want to yell at someone for not following the rules. They get off on it. They go home and they finger bash themselves to the thought of telling someone <laughs> off. Big time, bro. It's crazy. Everyone's like, it's just like mass psychosis at its best, man. Like 80, 90% of the people here, they've just really fucking lost their humanity. Sorry to hear that, man. What was that? Do you feel Baglamas is bad for you? Yeah. I do too. But yeah, I it's also fucked up. It is funny. It is funny. So, do you have, is there anybody over there that is, I mean, are you guys have like little cliques where you can commiserate with people? No, you, you basically need to just, uh, you know, find like minded people on the internet, I suppose. But even then, there's so much, uh, there's so much propaganda that that's aimed at both sides just to cause further divide. So even if you are a like-minded person, you might be kind of fucking crazy at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you can disagree with vaccine mandates. That's one thing, but a lot of people that have similar interests, they're uh, pretty full on in some other theories that they have. You know what I mean? Like they take yeah, shit a little sure. too far. Yeah. I'm just not trying yeah, to yeah, be forced funny. into something. When you're like, you're like shoulder to shoulder with someone and you're like, yeah, you know, mandates are wrong. And they're like, yeah. Uh, and the moon landing was fake. And you're like, well, well hold on a minute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you start going, no, that's not what I'm talking about here. And they're, or they're, you know, they're wearing tinfoil hats. And you're like, I just don't want to be forced to do something. Yeah. Like, so yeah, they're, they're you know, who you have to align yourself with. They're trying to pass a bill here that mandates, um, five-year-olds, uh, that to get vaccinated. Right. And I just said to a friend like, Hey, I don't think this is a good idea because there's literally zero, less than zero risk of death or anything for children. Like they don't have a hard time with this thing. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And also, businesses should have the right to just refuse people based on race, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, dude? That's not what I said. The different conversation. One step at a time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, damn it, man. I'm really, like, alone out here. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I know. Well, yeah, I guess you're probably seeing it. And Do you really feel like it's the public feels that way yeah or are they are they complying because they are afraid of what their government will do to them it's a bit of or it's a bit of both. like embracing it? it's a bit of both it's very authoritarian here but at the same time the fear it's worked really well they've marketed the shit out of this thing and they've done a fucking excellent job with it and these people they just love to you know, they're inside. We're not really doing shit. So everyone is, is relying heavily on social media and traditional media. And they're just fucking scared. And and they're not getting a whole lot of interaction. So their thoughts aren't very clear. And everyone's just eating eating it up for the most part, man. It's quite a it's quite a dangerous spot to have your population in. Do you see any positive signs? Yeah, I see 
I see frustration with people that uh, I know a few people that have followed all of the rules. They've gotten triple dosed, you know what I mean? Um, yet at the same time, they're still not allowed to do something or a lockdown is still being imposed on them. The entire left side of our country, they're stuck. There are people that, that want to move around and they can't. And there's zero cases of COVID in that entire part of the country, which is fucking enormous. There's zero cases. Zero. What's the justification? I don't even understand that. Uh, the justification is pretty much some old stupid cunt, bat bitch going, well, we need to make sure that we put safety first and we don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of risk here and we don't want to jeopardize it by opening it up unnecessarily. That's what they're saying. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit. It's empty words. It's empty words targeted Sorry, at vulnerable people. Grabbing an ice cube. Yeah. Oh, you're all good, man. It is time for a drink, my, isn't it? My whiskey. Yeah. Well, it's a little late for me, but I'm, you know, hey, I'm cheersing to you. Can you can you get booze? Can you get of like? Course. Are you allowed to? Are you restricted from buying certain things because you're unvaccinated? Um, no, you can still have people delivered to your house. Um, you know that kind of stuff. If you want it, uh, that's not a problem. You know, Australia will never stop you from getting alcohol. That's one thing. <laughs> Even they draw the line there. Anybody else want to interview uh, Tux? Yeah, come laugh at me, <laughs> roast me, give me shit. No, tell me I'm wrong. I do laugh, but it's good. But you know what? That's why. Um, that's how I get through uncomfortable stuff in my own life. It's it's funny to me. Because life is funny, yeah. But I, where, the situation you're in is probably not very funny, and I don't know what I would do if it came to I, you know. I, I told you this a few weeks ago. Like, just suck it up, mm -hmm. get it, and get the hell out of Australia. You know, but that's not that's easier said than done. I'd have a hard time doing that here. But man, blocking the borders and locking everybody down like this is what's so weird is it's nothing. Nothing is causing anyone to believe this is getting infinitely worse. It's the same as it's been. Yeah, they're, uh, they're delusional. They just need to accept that we have to live with this thing. And it's really not at the moment. It's not as it's not anywhere as bad as, as what it's being painted out to be. Um, I think people need to toughen up a little bit. People need to focus on their, their health and their immunity. You know what I mean? Get some exercise, take some fucking vitamins and have some conversations with people in real life, you know what I mean? Go outside. Go outside. Walk in the sun. Exactly. Get your vitamin D. Yeah. That seems to be the answer. I'm actually looking at buying one of those. There's a... There's a. It's not like a sun booth. It's like you can get a, uh, a light that emits UVB rays. And you can literally get vitamin D in your own home. See, we have long winters here. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have them like that there. But... Uh, yeah, and I'm like, that can't hurt. Why not get some natural vitamin D? So, all right. On that, I am gonna leave it. Everyone seems to be bailing, and uh, it's it's nice to have a succinct one. Unless you want to, I will. You know what? I'll give you next week, Tux, because you are a great listener, even though you're not a full light cleaner. Hey, I, I, would like I got to some. Talk about yeah. All right. Yeah, we can do that. Are, are you super educated on Monero? Do you know it inside and out? Fuck no. I would no, not inside and out. <laughs> no. I appreciate your appreciate your. 
do you, do you have people you know that are? Yeah, you had one in here before. Uh, he was listening for quite a while, which I was surprised because normally he dips out quicker. Um, I think you've spoken to him. It's the attorney Bitcoin fella. Eternity? Attorney? Attorney. Uh, sorry, it's my accent. Attorney, like a lawyer. Attorney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy. He I don't, followed. I don't recognize that name. I think he followed you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know the guy who who he uh he speaks really eloquently. He has an interesting <laughs> way of speaking. Yeah, he's and he was kind of B casher block stream conspiracy guy, right? I suppose so. I mean, he's very well educated, older gentleman. But he, he has a wealth of knowledge on, on Monero. I don't know whether he'd want to share that or not, though. That'd be another thing, but it's worth DMing him. Yeah, I, I would be. I would maybe do one even on another night that's not this Wednesday night because, I, honestly, I talk about Monero. I, I'm not against it in any way. I never owned any in my life. I don't Get some, know. man. I'm download just, Cake Wallet. The download Cake Wallet. It's free. Send a little bit of your... Litecoin uh, to it, you know, or Bitcoin, whatever, and you can swap it on there. It's easy. It's great. Cake wallet. Yeah, cake wallet. What is cake wallet? I can, yeah, because I did see they have what on chain swaps or something, right? Or atomic swaps or something. Yeah, those are there, but even before that, you could use something like cake wallet, which is uh, made by a uh, Monero lover. Um, it's non custodial and it's completely private DeFi wallet. I pulled up incognito. Okay. Is incognito any different? I've, I've, I've never used incognito. I've heard of it, but I haven't used it. I would just recommend right. Cake Wallet or local Monero. I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm living the decentralized thing. Yeah, get one. And I got to walk. Get one Monero, you know, have some skin in the game. It's fun. You feel free. Yeah. You feel great. At least, at least one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that, you know, it's funny. I was in this conversation. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. This conversation with this Bitcoiner, and of course, he's all like, Bitcoin's the only thing you'll ever need in your entire life. And I was talking about, like, he's talking about, well, Lightning will handle all these transactions all around the world. Who cares about on chain transactions, right? And I'm like, well, so, like, so, if, why is Lightning not, you know, you're okay keeping your coins on chain, mm -hmm. but you want somebody else to have to live in this Lightning world? Like, why are, that's like an elitist point of view. Like it's good enough for me, but not good enough for you. Yeah. I don't understand that. And he's like, well, lightning's good enough, right? Most people that's, it's a great asset. It's still secure. It's still this. I'm like, well, are all your coins on lightning network? No. And so you got to walk the walk. If you believe in something, don't just say it's good enough for other people. So I, you know, I need to learn about Monero because I do think privacy is an important factor. That's why I like Nimblewimble and why I like crypto in general. So yeah, uh, I'll download it and I'll I'll screenshot it for you. Oh, beautiful! I've got a screenshot for you as well, actually. That I uh, you bought some Litecoin, didn't you? Should I send it to Litecoin Underground? Yeah. Hey, by the way, you you did say last week you were going to look into Nimblewimble. Yeah. Or a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. yeah, I did, and I listened What'd to you your, your podcast. Did you do some research? What'd you think? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think I mentioned to you before that I I wouldn't form an opinion fully until I used it, but I think that it definitely sounds promising. Um, I think that the gentleman you interviewed, David, I think was his name, uh, I found it really weird but also interesting that he was uh, being so uh, 
careful with his words. <laughs> he was like alluding to full privacy without saying or guaranteeing full privacy. Um, saying, you know, you need to make sure that you use it a, a whole lot and it'll be really difficult. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago in the spaces, you said uh, that you knew about the, uh, you knew about the ring size of Monero. Do you remember that conversation? That only, my only experience from that was from my conversation with him. Okay. All right. Well, you were correct in that there's 11 ring signatures um, that the transactions go through. That, that, that is increasing uh, within a matter of a month or two from 11 to 64. So you're going to be looking at something that you can't even pin down to 14 people that may or may not have, you know, sent a transaction. Um, instead, you'll be looking right. at something that's just fucking impossible. Like, good luck. Good luck narrowing it down to 55 people. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a, a very strong cause for, for Monero again. Um, Mimble Wimble, when is it coming? When are we, When is it going to be rolled out? Uh, it. So he just recently released an update that they found a bug, but that that wasn't going to delay anything. By a bug, I should say. Somebody found... A, an exploit uh, in some really convoluted way you could create a double spend of some sort mm -hmm. um, and I don't even want to say I don't even want to say that it was a double spend he posted about it if you you should go follow him he's very pro privacy uh, and this uh, is that uh, just look up David Burkett I think David Burkett 38 something like that found it yeah, he's he was part of Grin, and he saved Grin. Like that dude got a bounty last year in like March. The creator of Grin gave him like two hundred fifty grand because he saved Grin. <laughs> I don't know wow. what he did, but anyway. Wow. Uh, so he's a pretty well known figure. But uh, where was I going? What were we talking about? When Mimble Wimble was coming out. Oh, so yeah, he said, I, I think they're still on pace, but by they're testing it, it will be available in a, like a beta form through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And they expect minor signaling in uh, January of next year. If so I used it's it. very much around the corner. Okay. If I used it um, as it currently stands, because I haven't before, I'd want to use non-KYC coins like mined coins. That's that's what I would want to do. As your like initiation to it, but yeah, I, yeah, I would. I agree with that. Yeah, which is what we talked about earlier, right? That's one of the big benefits of a mind coin. Yeah, um, and I think I don't. I mean, do you think that there's going to be a way? Let's say you're a terrorist, Tux, and you send me. I am some Litecoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a, you're an Australian terrorist, yes. Yeah, I'm a neo-Nazi right-wing extremist terrorist. <laughs> That's what they say. Anyway, so I take my I take I receive your coins on my you know private wallet, my mm -hmm. core wallet, and then I put them onto a paper wallet and hand them to somebody else. They go put them onto their core wallet. Or they put them onto the Mimble Wimble side chain. Like, I I don't I still don't see how they're gonna be able to attach these things 
down the line. As long as they don't go to an exchange, the exchanges are the problem, right? Yeah, KYC is the problem. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. And the reality is we're still, I think, you know, I do think Monero has a very legit use case. It may be 10 or 15 years before anybody really cares about it because we're still at the very baby stages. Yeah. Don't buy Monero just means, hey, grab a few of them and hang out. I mean, it is the third most used cryptocurrency in terms of transaction volume and and mining as well. Yes, yes, it is. You understand that it is the the currency of the the dark net, the dark web. I don't know. I'm not on the dark web. Fair enough. Neither am I. Um, but it uh, it is it is the the main used thing. Like, sure, some vendors will offer Bitcoin, sure, but I wouldn't trust those uh, fucking at all. Because why would you why would you even offer Bitcoin as something to use on there? Um, Monero is the, is the main thing used, and if you go have a look at its transactions per day, you can you know sift through the days. It's quite impressive. Um, it's it's used very very commonly, very heavily. And what you're talking about, essentially, with loading up something onto a, you know, a paper wallet and handing it to someone else, I like that. Um, I love cash. Uh, You know, what you're talking about, I'm so surprised you don't like Monero more. Um, All due respect to Litecoin. I'm being honest with you. I don't. No, I don't. I'm busy, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I'm living my life, Litecoin life. But but my my the more important thing about the to me the physical transaction isn't the I mean the privacy is a part of it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's one thing is the reality, right? People want physical assets. I know that. Look, we all live in first world, millennial, millennial down, very digital, but a very large part of the world still lives in the physical, and to hold something in their hand is meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And, I, th- and I, I think to put stress on the blockchain for no reason for these minuscule transactions that we, if we could find a way to do those without utilizing the blockchain, I think that's, I mean, I guess in a way it's like lightning, but it's just non-digital. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I still, there's something that doesn't make sense to me about lightning. And that's why I want to learn more about it. I just feel like if it was so simple, then why did we need Bitcoin, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, this is way, it's way, you're making this sound way too good to be true. That you're going to have this worldwide network of oh, no fees and privacy and decentralization. It's, no. If that were the case, we would have invented this long ago, Right. So I just feel like I just feel like there's something that I'm not that's not being revealed to us once I, mass adoption hits. I think it's a it's a war that's going on and it's quite a silent one and it's a war against privacy and most people have their you know sound like a dick but you know they they have their head head in the fucking clouds about it because <clears throat> most of the time it's a lack of knowledge and they just don't know any better which is nobody's fault but you know, these are people that don't realize that they, they go on social media apps and they're literally a product of those social media apps. Like you are the, the money. You are you are what's being made off of. 
and people just don't give a shit. And and the same thing rolls through to their assets and their finances. For most people, they just don't fucking care. They want convenience. They want it to all be by the book. But nobody's looking at the fucking book and, and why it is the way that it is. And I think that that's something that we need to push forwards more because why why would you not want full control of your own assets that you earned, that you worked for? Like, why would you not want entire control of all of that information without any anything in the way of that taking a piece of it telling you that you owe this amount here and why like i don't understand why we fell off the path from that in crypto look at where we're at now to to, from where it started what the fuck happened well what let me ask you what started you on your privacy thing was it before the i'm assuming it was before covid you were into it right yeah yeah probably 2016 ish what um, was it that tipped you out? Are you into, uh, yeah, you don't want to reveal your stuff or yourself, but I mean, you are, are you familiar with how systems work? Were you familiar mm-hmm. with all the information sharing and? Yeah, very, very familiar. I worked somewhere where this was uh, a huge part of it. And when you take a step back, um, you take a step back and, and analyze the system and how it's collecting what it's doing with that information and why it's fucking doing it in the first place then you start to feel a certain type of way, especially when you take that information home and you, you know, do some mushrooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. Right. Yeah, okay. I hear you. I'm not, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. But, <laughs> uh, okay, so this obviously has escalated that. What What's the, give me your, what what's the doom and gloom about giving up your personal information? The doom and gloom is that it leaves an enormously wide door open for anything to happen with that information, and you have absolutely zero control over it. You also have zero control over who or what looks at it. It's not just what they do with it, but then you get these other points of data formed with you and you get cross-reference. It's basically like metadata analysis of a, of a person or of an entity. When you don't have control of that, I mean, would you be comfortable with somebody sitting in your, in your house pretty much and taking note of what you're doing all of the time? Would you be comfortable with that if you could see them writing it down on a fucking clipboard? No, and I, no. I think if you were to even ask, like, what are you, are you comfortable with? Would you be comfortable with someone taking pictures of your kids? Exactly. Like, no, no. But that's basically thing. But let me. Okay. Um, so, why why aren't we getting anything? Let me ask anything? you why 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 is there not more? Because it seems to me that they have the ability to they possess all this information, and because all of this is in some centralized server and easily hacked and manipulated. Mm-hmm. Why is it not more prevalent that people get, you know, irreversible charges on their credit cards or just like some kind of bullshit legal thing pops up on them and they have no, there's no way to prove themselves innocent because all the data that is publicly available points in one direction, right? Like there's no, there's no defense against it at some point, right? Well, it's extremely difficult, Um, you know. 
you know the saying a private company they can they can do whatever they want right like <laughs> it's pretty hard to get that information unless it's summons by a court there's no reason or requirement for a company to give that information even if it is summoned like good luck it, it it's still up in the air to an extent and also to be in the position to get that information most people aren't at all so how are you going to defend yourself if you can't even not only see the info that might help you but you can't even request it because why the fuck would they give it to some random person? You know what I mean? It's a private company. Yeah. Exactly. It's been one of the weird, the weird blending of the public and the private, like the public sector has almost, um, you is using the private sector to infringe upon the rights that the public sector is not legally allowed to infringe upon. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. And they can hide behind these private companies. Unlike they, ever did before it's very very strange what's happened it's really it's weird happening so fast you know i um i know someone that uh has a thing on netflix right um this sounds irrelevant but i know someone has a thing on netflix yeah they, they they have a show they have something on netflix i'll put it that way um <laughs> <laughs> they have an account <laughs> yeah sure they have an account they love fucking binge watching Netflix. No. So, <laughs> so they have something up on there right and you know a few months go by and they want to know how it performed so they hit up netflix like hey how did my shit do right where am i popular where where where, where do people like me okay. sorry sorry we're not we're not at liberty to discuss any of that with you why would we but I just want to know where I have fans, so perhaps I can target them with, with the next thing that I do. Yeah, no. I can help you, right? Yeah. No, fuck off. Interesting. That's, yeah, and I think that it, it's important to, to note things like that, because this, this is how so many companies see their information. They understand the value of that data. They know how to use yeah. it. We can't use it. We can't use that data the way that they do. Because they have contracts with other companies, they have deals that they do, whatever. There's probably more things that I'm not naming. An average person can't do that. Even if you are someone with, you know, a, a bit of a following, you can't do anything with that information. These these companies do it, and we can't do it. They hold on to that shit. Well, and they're corporations, and they're yeah. protected entities, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that was... You know, Al, you're still up here as a speaker, but what I thought was so cool last week when we were talking was this, um, this wild, like the wild west of these free markets. And who, at some point, if it's v, you know, if it's uh, crowdsourcing a solution to education, and they gotta, they gotta print some token out of thin air and use that as their seed money well okay might it fail yes but it also might succeed and even if it succeeds a little bit in peeling away some of these gatekeepers and demonetizing the gatekeepers that's a success even if it fails in the short term the long-term outlook should be we're trying to end the regulators and the the licensing agencies and the accreditation and that those are the people that are making life miserable <laughs> for so many people. 
So even if it's not a perfect solution, it's better than what we've got, you know. So. All right. I do need a Crickets app, unless you got more. Al, you're quiet over there. I think you and Tux should be buddies. But Al, see, Al's, he was like, speak. Al's a 21st century digital boy. You guys remember that song? Probably yeah, not. Man. You guys are too young. <laughs> remember, do you know who Bad Religion is? Do you know the band yeah. Bad Religion? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's their song. 21st century digital boy. All right. You got, a, you got a wide range of uh, music. You got Wu-Tang. You got I'm that. a 90s, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm late Gen X. So mm. my, my sister and brother were older. So I, they were like, I knew a lot of 80, early like 80s pop, 80s hip hop, 80s rock. And then grunge was my era with gangster rap and, and then right, metal. Okay. But I, after 2003, pfft, I don't know. And I love classic rock. Everybody loves that. And I like bluegrass too. Bluegrass. Bluegrass is great. You, you ever listen to like Doc Watson? Old Doc no. Watson? No. Look up, listen to Doc Watson on the Pandora. On Pandora. All right. That, that dude was awesome. I mean, he's long gone, but he was like an original bluegrass. Well, you, you probably know Tommy Emmanuel. You're Australian. You guys all love each other. Do you know who that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he got all his stuff from Doc Watson, and he would okay. say that. Okay. Both great guitarists. So, all right, guys, I'm gonna shut it down early tonight. Thanks for showing up. I thought it was it was a good one, and uh, I'll post this uh, on the podcast. Go listen to the podcast of these Twitter Spaces from the last couple weeks. They're long, but. I'm telling you, the more you listen to them, you pick things up that you didn't pick up while you were listening. What do we find? Oh, uh, uh, they're on Apple, and they should be on Spotify. I know Apple's uploaded. I'm gonna have to go double check on Spotify. All right, but uh, tweet it out. Tweet the link out. It's posted. It's on my. It's my okay. pin tweet. Gotcha. Is uh, gotcha. the thing. Damn, you're demanding. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah. All right. Wait. Well, hey, good. Uh, yeah, I'll get some stuff out, and I I need to do some stuff. I'm I'm just I'm busy with a lot of stuff right now, so I can't get more out. But I want to do more. Uh, just set set aside podcast, and I and I'd be open to one about um privacy individually. Who would okay? I'm gonna ask you again. Who would be a great privacy interview besides interview? Edward Snowden? <laughs> Jeez. Who? Uh, yeah, interview. That's a tough one. Um, like who or might just be, some, I mean, yeah. someone that you could reach out to and have a conversation with them about privacy. Yeah, it would be like a Zoom call or whatever. We would be just have a conversation and do a podcast and post the interview up. Post just to, just to like get their mm-hmm. take on the importance of it, what's going on, why it's important. I mean, if you want to kill two birds with one stone, you could try to reach out to uh, Justin at uh, Monero Talk. That's a that's a podcast, and I think you could probably you could probably reach him in the DMs. I think he'd be worth okay. worth checking out. Maybe have a listen and see if you you know see if that fits someone that you want to have a conversation with. But I think that would be a really good one. All right. 
he was, he's he's probably way smarter than me, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's a fucking <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, nah, he's great. He's great. Aaron, Aaron Justin Aaron Hoffer. Yeah, yeah, that's him. All right, I get a shot. Yeah, reach out to him. I think he'll probably he a picture respond. on there. He's got a picture on there. He's probably a fed. <laughs> he ran for he ran for office, uh, but it was unsuccessful. What? Yeah, yeah. You can trust him. You can trust him. No, it's cool. I don't. I I have nothing to hide. I'm I'm probably. You guys can probably figure out who I am very quickly, but. Hey, well, let me sign off with this. If you have nothing to hide, find something. Uh, <laughs> well, I do. It's that I want to exchange my crypto for crypto without being taxed. Well, That's what I would love. Well, if we, I know how to do that. <laughs> God, I know, but I want, I mean, I'm not free and fair trade. I want people to see how ridiculous that is. Yeah. That I give one asset for another and I got to make it a taxable event i don't care what it is i don't care if it's a car for a lawnmower or whatever like it's ridiculous it's the dumbest thing ever yeah and they're everywhere non-stop 24 hours a day and they're getting worse and your your best bet in life is to work for cash and just collect government checks like it makes no sense yeah we're enslaved kind of to, we we're enslaved to our respective countries fiat that's that's the way it always has been Started with script and it's escalated to this point. Dude, our taxes today are far higher than they were under King George. Oh, absolutely, of course. Like far higher, and you have less representation than you did back then, probably. Like I kind of and way less freedom. We're gonna get into this. A monarchy, like if we had a system where it was like, hey, a monarchy's in charge, but it was understood that if the monarch overstepped his bounds the public would round him up and throw him in the middle of the ocean or something that would be a better system than we have today <laughs> it would. you have no recourse you have no recourse yeah and they have no incentive to actually serve your needs they have an incentive to uh take to create massive wealth for the corporations who will in turn control the media to keep the politicians in office like that's that's the game this is ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and and spread the messages that help keep those people in those positions through the fucking media as well it's it's insane it's absolutely insane i don't understand why more people don't see that or have a problem with it i really don't understand that even if you aren't engaging in anything that you shouldn't be because it's against the rules, you know, or the law, whatever, it's the same fucking thing. I just don't understand. I really don't. Like, why? why it's overwhelming. Why, it's overwhelming. Why are we still bothering with the war on drugs? You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now, but why? Why are we bothering with yep. it? Just give up. Just give up. It's an obvious failure. It's insane. It's <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like. <laughs> And especially the like the, the Democrats, the left, you would go, all this is being used for is to restrict people's freedoms. It's it's re being used, you know, if we're going to go down the path of, um, you know, race, racism and whatnot, that's what the war on drugs is, has been designed to do is, well, whether it's been designed to do it or not, it's been utilized. It's been a tool that's been utilized to oppress the people in this 
country who have the least ability to defend themselves. Like they have no recourse. They don't have the funding to get any sort of, they can't pay bail. They can't get decent representation in court. Why would you want to perpetuate this system? That should be your number one fucking priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you got to talk about drug war? (laughs) I know. And they, they even marketed that in, in, in something that, that is completely untrue is that they they said they abolished slavery um well in the second sentence of that it's uh unless in the case of imprisonment i believe and look at what they did and what they targeted and who ended up in prison making eight cents a day it's not it's okay. not slavery though because because uh, they did something wrong uh, it happens. It happens on a massive level. Prisoners pay taxes. Do you think prisoners pay like social security tax on? I know. On their <laughs> that would be funny. I doubt they break the the threshold. I don't know what the situation is over there, but over here we have a threshold. You wouldn't break it. You wouldn't break it. If they file their taxes properly, they'll get it back. <laughs> yeah. As long as they use an accredited uh, tax attorney. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> who pays all his proper licensing fees. <laughs> oh, what a game, dude. It's what insane. It is. It's really insane. So yeah, I, well, I think most people are pretty much over. They're like, I don't have time for, you know, they, and they're, and maybe rightfully so. They might be the right ones going, um, I'd rather just live my life, right? I don't want to. <laughs> I fucking love that. I'd rather live my life. I love that saying because, People say that they genuinely hardly ever mean it. When when people say they want to live their life, what does that entail? You wake up on a Monday morning and you go get underpaid for eight hours and then you repeat that until Friday. Well, no, okay, hold on. Hold on. They, they say, look, I have other things going on in my life. I'm going to choose to find joy in the things I do have as opposed to dwell on things I don't have. So I have kids and I enjoy a good meal and I have a drink with my friends and at the end of the day I'm watching TV and this is, you know, hey, there's worse things in life. I get that point of view. Or I only make 20 bucks an hour. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Who am I? I don't I don't have the tools to go fight this establishment and what am I, protest? What does protesting do? So what do I do? That's probably that's that's the the question. What am I even capable of doing as an individual? No. I do think crypto is a thing that is a very passive uh, thing you can do. Educate yourself. That's what you do. You say no yeah. to things more often, and you start learning. I think that's yes. something everyone should do. Listen, I was very much a uh, just a go with the flow type of person for a long for up until up until I bought Bitcoin. Wow. And I think I think Bitcoin, uh Jordan Peterson and Stefan Molyneux. I started listening to all three of the all three of those things kind of came into my life at the same time. And I don't know if you know who he is, Stefan Molyneux, but No, I don't know him. I know Jordan, but not Stefan. Oh, you'd like him. He's very libertarian. Uh but uh, <laughs> I would like him. But those three were like, what, is it coincidental they came into my life? I don't know. Maybe I'm a, you know, maybe I was fed those by the people who know all the, all my information. But I, man, I would have 180 on everything. 
And I didn't even have a thirst for this knowledge until I started to get a taste of it. So I do think crypto is an introduction. And so when I, like when I say to a lot of people, like I don't want to shame anybody who comes into NFTs or Dogecoin or Shiba. I don't care how you got here. Welcome to the club. I want to start having these types of conversations. So when you and I are sitting here talking about this right here and I put it on my, on the podcast and maybe somebody gets, comes in because they're want to know about Johnny Litecoin and mobile wallets on episode two, but then in episode three, we're talking about NFTs and the metaverse. Okay. I'm into that. And episode four, they start hearing about privacy and they want to research the people you're talking about, you know, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. The internet is like, you know, it Encyclopedia Britannica at your fingertips, twenty four hours a day. It's unedited, unfiltered, and it's even it's going to get better and better the more we promote this decentralization stuff. So, absolutely, yeah. Especially if you're using a browser like Tor or something like that, then then you're really seeing unfiltered, unedited information. Yeah, I'm interested. One of the things I th- I think is cool that doesn't get talked about is the decentralized file storage mm, yeah I wow want to, i want to learn more about that because i think that one is again it's like i use it like you know the rope-a-dope you know what the rope-a-dope is uh, i've heard of Are you rope-a-dope. enough to know what rope-a-dope is <laughs> uh, so muhammad ali so you know who muhammad ali is right yeah of course great boxer so he was going to fight george foreman george foreman was I'm young, familiar with George Foreman. Yeah, would knock everybody out. Yeah. Well, you you might know old George Foreman. Young George Foreman was a bad dude. Yeah, powerful, powerful puncher was knocking everybody out, and it was, I think it was Muhammad Ali after he came off of being um, banned from boxing for dodging the or not dodging the draft, but not a conscientious conscientious objector, another badass dude, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. But uh, his strategy in that fight was let he was letting himself be punched. And he, it was more like, I'll take the punch, but he was learning how to lean in. Like, okay, so if you came at me and you punch me, I'm leaning back while you're punching me. So I'm, a, I'm absorbing all your energy. And he literally let the other guy wear himself out. He let uh-huh. George Foreman wear himself out. And... He it looked like he was taking a ton of punches, but he it wasn't doing a lot of damage. And uh, God, why did I start talking about the rope dope? I've been drinking too much. Like thirty five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It's like you have to keep. You have to keep. Move, you have to absorb their punches and keep moving and and be uh, be agile in a way, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, it was the de- decentralized storage. It was like all these different tools we have. Mm-hmm. They can't. They'll wear themselves out trying to pursue all of them. I see what you're saying. Right? That's I love that process. Like nah. That other boxer is just like they can't fight all these battles. And if we're on a million fronts, we're gonna we're gonna wear them out. I love that. Not because we're not because we're trying to. Uh, again, like you said, not trying to do anything immoral. Just trying to. Fucking slow the, slow the spread. <laughs> no, absolutely. Fourteen days to slow the spread. Fourteen days to slow the spread <laughs> of tyranny. 
<laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Dude, the rope dope. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Make a fucking rope dope T-shirt. <laughs> sell it. Sell it. Yeah, look, yeah. look, dude, Muhammad Ali was awesome. That guy's a. It's such a shame that his mind went. His mind was way more valuable than his boxing skill. Yeah. Do you think he it went from absorbing all them hits? I do. I mean, that's why. Could be. He was a dangerous guy to the public. Yeah. To the government. Nation of Islam. He was probably the most prominent athlete in the country, and he's sitting here saying, I'm not going to the war. He was dodging the draft, right? Yeah. That's a very controversial stance back then. He was smart. He was a sharp dude. And he had the mouth. He had the, a wit. He was quick. He was funny. You know what I mean? He had it all, dude. He was a good. Uh, we need more Muhammad Ali's in the world. No, we do. Boxing is fucking disgraceful at the moment with this well, celebrity saying, shit. That, that type of personality. Like, take like a. Like Mike Tyson, right? He. There's certain people in this world who get a. The spotlight gravitates towards them for whatever reason. Don't let's take boxing out of it. It could be uh Conor McGregor. It could be I mean, who's a comedian that just people just they just are interested in these people. It could be uh I don't know, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Right? She's got something that people like. They're interested in her. Kanye West is that person. He's a, he's a guy. Elon Musk they draw the camera is drawn to them. Reporters want to write about them. They're interesting to people. For sure. You get that, that uh, level of, man, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. I think it's, you know, like it's influence in Hollywood. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's beyond. Yeah. It's influence. But we've ruined that word. We've ruined that word influence, but that's what it is. But you know what I'm saying? There are like, there are a handful of people in a generation that are just like, they get the, Joe Rogan right now is, is, uh, unbelievable, unbelievably. He was like just a dude on Fear Factor 20 years ago. Yeah. And he's, um, people gravitate. I don't even know if he's a good example because he's he's somewhat controversial. No, but he's he is a good example because whether you like the guy or you don't, it doesn't matter. He's gotten to where he is from just being himself all the time, all the time. Like you're drawn you're drawn into him a little bit. Like I still call it a magnetic personality. That's what I'm thinking. That's mm-hmm. the word. Maybe I'm looking for sure of somebody that, um, like I mean Tiger Woods and all his. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm I, I'm blanking on who I could think of that would be of that level of Muhammad Ali. Because I'm sure there's some Australian like uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Irwin. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, the dead icon for or sure. Patrick, Patrick Cash or no little tennis player. No. But you get what I'm saying. So those people, if they can stand up for the right things, like I don't love Elon Musk for a lot of reasons, but I like, I think he has the potential to arrive at the right conclusion. 
I do too. Yeah. And and it's and it's surprisingly important that he may be one of our only hopes. Like the other day, he said something about governments have a monopoly on violence. Did you see that interview I did. with him? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's listening. Like he, somebody has gotten into his head. Somewhere he's reading things or he's learning the right things. Yeah, he knows. I think, you know what? I think lead, he could lead the army. He could lead the, I don't want to say army, that's military talk, but he could re- lead that mind switch that we need. Well, yeah, I mean, the left have pushed him too far, so of course he's going. I think I think it's great that they have because it's getting him to this point that he's coming to now. And and it's exactly what you're saying. I think that that's why it's happening, though, is because he's been pushed too far. There's way too many ridiculous expectations forced upon him that aren't fair, that he's not, you know, he's not the guy for it. It shouldn't be the case. And sometimes people do turn around and, and push back, and, and that's what we're seeing. I hope we see more of it. Well, and he's, and he's, got, he's got fuck you money. Absolutely, he he's does. He's got so much money. They law they created their own monster. They did, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it happens all the time. Government doesn't know when to stop, and they tr- they're too. They believe they it works so well. Paying people off works so well for so long that they don't believe that people will actually walk away. Like Jack Dorsey's walked away. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful. And he's another guy I'm hopeful for. I really am. Yeah, we just need to see more of him, though. That's his problem, is that we just don't get enough. You know? Like, what? what's he doing? <laughs> well, like, he lied. He walked away. Yeah, he did. But that's okay. But he, he has the... I think he has the right mindset. Even though his platform censors a lot of people, I think he has the right mindset. Ah, oh, man. I would like to see more yeah. from him. I would like to see more from him and Elon. And I like that. I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban is another guy. I know I'm not saying he's a, he's there yet, but he's at least an open-minded person. He's at least going, there's something here. Yeah. I mean, and I think sometimes even Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, because we were talking about Joe Rogan before, I think he's one of those people. Yes. And he has, and yeah, he's got definitely fuck you money. Uh-huh. And he has no, he has no loyalties to anything. Yeah. Except his own interests. And, um, and some of these people, like, uh, we talked earlier, if this thing's go on so long now, but, um, you know, Johnny was saying, Johnny Litecoin, that sometimes we curse centralization. We curse a profit motive. But sometimes someone like Mark Cuban in a profit motive, again, I don't love Mark Cuban. I'm just saying this. Yeah, I get you. He may, he may, you know, have enough influence to normalize some things that help us. For sure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the more influential people that normalize crypto in general that brings that brings the masses to crypto in general nfts whatever and then they stumble into places like this and they like i said earlier they stumble into uh 
self-custody and then they stumble into privacy and they stumble into recognizing what the fed is doing like that's what you need <laughs> that's when you don't come it's back like out that. when you stumble into those yeah, you it, don't yeah, come out oh yeah 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 that's what i mean it's like it's uh it's like the seventh circle of hell it right? is yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's literally, oh man, it's so funny. It's like you take step one, it's like quicksand. You're like, okay, I'm gonna. Mark Cuban said I should uh, download this app that hosts, I don't know, some DeFi polymatic interest earning asset. <laughs> so it's stupid. You're like, I can make 7% instead of 4% at my bank. So you do that, and then six months later, you're you know, like you just said, oh. you're putting on the tinfoil hat. <laughs> let, wait, let me, let me go back a little bit with you. Did you just say, do you American fuckers get 4%? No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. I was about to. I, I, misspoke. I misspoke. I was about to find the nuke button and press it. <laughs> on my own country, not on you guys. You really want 4% of fiat money? No, I don't. <laughs> But the option, <laughs> the option this whole time would have been nice. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. The funny thing is, I said this a while ago. I don't remember we were talking. Oh, it was in our first podcast. I said to White Litecoin, I said, I could see a scenario where the banks recognize this is getting bad, right? Mm. Like people are rushing out of uh, treasuries, they're going to Bitcoin. And they just say, you know what? Let's burn it all down. We're going to 5% interest rates on treasuries, right? We're going to jack up this interest rate so fast. I don't care if the markets crash. I don't care if housing markets crash. Doesn't matter. This is our, this is our big weapon to nuke everything. Yeah. Like it seems like, oh, they can't do it. They can't do it. They'll do it because control of the currency is the oxygen it's their oxygen they're they will be suffocating if they can't get people to buy u.s treasuries anymore you know they will they'll be fucked they'll have to adapt entirely i mean over here uh we have four big banks right the, the four just dominating powerhouse banks that nobody can ever compete with and the biggest one of those four uh, I would say about a month ago, announced that it's incorporating Bitcoin into any user account that wants to. So basically, you know, you can trade your shit Australian dollars for some Bitcoin in your Commonwealth Bank app. And um, I look at that and uh, I mean, a lot of people are really happy about that here in this country. I think it's kind of terrifying, though, because they take a large position in Bitcoin, finally, and then... They allow for their millions and millions and millions of users to do the same thing, to risk their shit Australian dollars, take an enormous risk, maybe make some money and then have to pay tax on it. In the meantime, this giant corporation's having their bags filled at the expense of other people by facilitating it. Yeah, what I would worry about most about that is we're just going to duplicate the gold system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I do think I do think that's their most likely play. Is centralize custody, and at some point in time, 
well, we're just going to give you your, you know, the U.S. version of Bitcoin or something. Yeah. It seems foreign. It seems weird that that happened. You know, the, I don't know if it happened in Australia. It happened in the U.S., right? They said it's illegal to own physical gold. And you can sell it back to the government at such and such a price that happened in the 30s. And that was like that. It's just weird that that happened. That is weird. Did it work? I, th- I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people sold their gold back. Why would you do that? But I don't. I don't know how many. Why would you do that know. when there's no way to track where the gold is? Why the fuck would you do that? People are people are idiots, know. man. They need to say no more. They've always <laughs> been idiots. It's insane. It's insanity. Most people are fucking morons. They really are. Well, you you live in a country where they you guys sold all your guns back. What are you talking about? You think I advocate for this country? No, but I'm saying, you're asking me. That was 80 years ago, 90 years ago. I want to know. This happened to you 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You have your parents lived through that. The same reason that that happened is the same reason why your people sold their gold back. It was broadcasted out there that this is the case. There was some bullshit. Narr- I don't know anything about this thing in the 30s, but I'm the assuming. Right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, they made it the right thing to do. It's not. It, this isn't a matter of morals here. I mean, with the guns, you could argue it is. But with and I guarantee a lot of people held on to their gold. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. All the smart people did. did. But yeah. Anyone that had a brain inside of their fucking head did. For sure. <laughs> Why would you sell it back for some shitty paper? Right. Exactly. So dumb. That's, well, see, you listened tonight. You listened. Tonight. Of course. And, and, that's, and that's what I wanted to keep pounding these people's heads is like why do you care about the dollars no yeah no and that's another weapon they have another weapon they have is just buy it all up straight out boom and go on the market and give people their 50,000 for their bitcoin I'll take it absolutely and they'll just chew it all up and it's gone and it's never coming back and you'll have a bunch of paper and then they'll go, uh, you know, we're going to replace that U.S. dollar yep. <laughs> with the CBDC. And you're going to get an exchange, exchange rate of 1.5 to 1. And it's all over. Yeah. It's all over. Central at CBDCs, it's over. We're in real, real trouble if that becomes real. Yeah. And, I mean, people just need to start thinking for themselves a little bit more. We decide what, what has value for the most part. We don't, we don't need to continue using something that we don't want to use and being enslaved to something that we don't find valuable. We need to start looking at other options. And I think that, you know, I think that we have them and that they're growing for sure. And I think it's going to be the way to go moving forward, especially with something like Litecoin, just to bring it back to that for a little bit. Like Litecoin's brilliant. It works. It, 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 it's the best option. And if, if I want to get employment, I want to get paid in Litecoin because it works very quickly. Um, it does. It, it, it is seen. And, and we need that at the moment. And I don't want I don't want this shitty currency that my country controls that's fucked. It's completely fucked. The Australian dollar is shit. It in the past two weeks it's gone from a dollar thirty six USD 
to a dollar forty three USD. I think at the moment it's a dollar forty. It's insane. Really? Yeah, it's insane, man. It's horrible. A, a, a few years ago, it was it was almost on par with the US dollar. Wow. Yeah. And that's all the all the while the dollar's deflating. Yeah. No. Or inflating at it, the same time. It's crazy, man. COVID hit. Yeah, like, and yeah, see, like if, sorry. if it, no, I'm saying if we're talking about like you know when you say it just works, right? Like for remittances, like all this talk about lightning network and it's like dude if i'm an american i'm sending or i'm in america working uh sending money back to my family in whatever central south american country bitcoin's so simple it's so simple yeah there's no second layer you just send it <laughs> and it's like magic like i don't even like, you know how bizarre it is that you can send money across the world? It's a beautiful thing. There was a guy, uh, he's, probably, he's not on here, uh, the coin vigilante guy, did the watches. I don't know if you know oh, who he yeah, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was getting married, and his wife had a bachelorette party or something. He put out an address and was like, hey, buy her a drink tonight. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I put sent her five bucks or ten bucks or something. Yeah. Nice. And Litecoin, and she just has a wallet, and it's like bizarre. I don't know her; she doesn't know me. We don't need to know each other. You can send this stuff somewhat privately. <laughs> well, you <laughs> to mean anybody as anywhere? Twenty four hours a day, dude. There's no way they're gonna catch up. There's no way. If we embrace this and we use these technologies and we stop the infighting of this dumb back and forth and just say, let's start using them instead of hodling. Yeah. That's their biggest what Their biggest fear would be us using them. Oh, it is. Oh, man. That's terrifying. I didn't even think about that. But when so people who tell you to hodl are fighting the wrong fight. It's good to huddle, but also, like, that's the thing. A lot of these people are, are maxis, right? And I don't think that's healthy for anyone to be. I mean, if you want to hold one at heart that you truly believe in, that's great. But you should be using more than one cryptocurrency. You should not just be using one. It's moronic. Why would you use one? You know? Like, what? why would you do that? Uh, I don't understand yeah. it. You could hoard one and use another at least. Fuck. And once we get atomic swaps going, okay, let me ask you about Monero. Is Monero going to get on the Lightning Network? Is that even possible? Why? I mean, why would it need to? Well, okay, okay, wait, okay. Well, here, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's go. One of the biggest. So on Cake, on Cake Wallet, yeah. on Cake Wallet, I can download. You're telling me I can send? Can I send Litecoin and get Monero in return? Absolutely. Yep. It's very easy. You send your Litecoin to your Privately. Cake Wallet address privately well here's what won't be private you sent litecoin from your kyc exchange i would assume or whatever the fuck you're using what whoa is that what you think about me i mean i don't want to I but i assume litecoin you think all my litecoin are on a kyc exchange i think what you're willing to to use uh i think that you have some in in one yeah i, I would assume you have some in there Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I got to get them somewhere. <laughs> there we go, you fucker. All, all my life, <laughs> you, think I, you think it's impossible for me 
to privately hold. What have I been talking about the entire goddamn time? <laughs> I got you, dude. You don't want to. I'm glad do. I've made an impression. I've made an impression on you, but I just keep all my shit on Coinbase. No, no, no. Just some, just some. And I was right. So yes, what you do? Por- I, I have a por- I have a portion. Here's what's the deal. I have a portion that I will uh, let go when the price is right. Okay. But a very large part of what I have is not. I understand. Is never leaving my uh, possession. Right. It's going to my kids. I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's but, great. All right. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, look, they'll, they'll see they being whoever wants to um, that you sent, like, going from one address to another, right? But then after that, no, dude, dude then you, yeah. you're not going to be found to have swapped it for Monero. Good luck with that. What else is on there? I'm doing it right now. Um, there's Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Monero. That's it. Um, this is Cake Wallet's only app, but they are soon making a couple of others because they received a bid from uh, Zcash, which fucks fuck Zcash, but uh, they received a bid from them to make something, so they'll be doing that. And then they'll make a Monero exclusive wallet as well for the, you know, for most of the people that use it to use. But yeah, you All send right. your Litecoin there, you swap it, and it goes through. I'm pulling up right now. I got a like that you got Bitcoin Monero Litecoin. It's beautiful. And you can... And this this is this guy. Uh, oh, hang on. This is Vic. BTC OPC Doge is wanting to talk. This is created by this guy you referenced earlier? Uh, no. So Justin runs a podcast called Monero Talk. However, the creator is Vic Sharma. If you want his at, it's at Vic. Like Vic as in Victor? V- yeah, V-I-K-R-A-N-T-N-Y-C. This is at V-I-K-R-A-N-T-N-Y-C. He made Cake Wallet. You could probably interview him as well. He's great. He's a good speaker. V I K R A N T Y C or C Y T N Y C T N I'll find Vic Sharma. I can't find him. Whatever. It's like it's it's like Vic Rant N Y C if that's easier. Oh okay okay yeah yeah I missed, yeah I missed something there at the end. It's probably my accent. What night? <laughs> Crikey. See, I want to get some synergy between these communities. Litecoin, Monero, <clears> hey, <throat> there's no reason why we can't, especially with that. I think a lot of you would have, a lot of both sides would have a lot in common. One thing that just off the top that I've noticed is that people gen, gen, generally don't care about price. You don't talk about the price very much. That's pretty common in the Monero community as well. We don't focus on that at all. Well, I will say that it's it's something I'm trying to foster here. I don't know that the true Litecoiners, no, they don't talk about. They don't care about the price. Mm-hmm. You're, to me, you're not you're not you're not into crypto if all you're sitting here is talking about the fiat price. You're living yeah. in a fiat world. Exactly. You're not so. Uh, yeah, I think that holds true. So you're talking about. I mean, who? Who falls into that camp? 
who even exist name a community i mean ethereum ethereum i don't know they're close i think they could really um it would benefit ethereum to back off on certain things that are just transaction loads and not really feeding into the ultimate value plan of whatever Ethereum's going to be. You get what I'm saying? Like, say, hey, Solana, you take NFTs. I don't need them. Because uh, all this I mean, is making gas fees go up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I an example. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying an example. I don't love Ethereum, but I use it a lot. <clears throat> I got in the NFT space and uh, I've got kind of gotten sick of it because it's insane. But um, I think that Ethereum definitely needs to continue using and having them. Um, it, it, I don't know when that pe- people keep saying, you know, there's this F2.0, it's coming, it's coming, but no one has a date. No one has a date. No one knows anything about it. No one can tell you how much it's going to reduce the gas fee by but they're all so sure that it's going to just magically resolve everything. It's going to solve all our problems. I don't think I don't think it'll do that. Yeah, you can't defy physics, I don't think. No. Right, hey, uh, BTC LTC Doge came up to talk. What's up, man? Hey, yo, what's up? Long time, I guess, listener, first time uh, talker. <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of just uh, roll back uh, to the topic of... Uh, cake uh the cake wallet real quick i know going back in time probably for like the third time now um question is um how how long does it take to uh restore a wallet or create a wallet because i have a light um like the litecoin wallet already on my phone um but you have to download all the history it's a little bit of a pain it takes like probably like 20 to 30 minutes i mean it's not terrible but you got to keep your phone screen on and everything like that um and then what are the fees for transferring? Is it just general fees? Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, hey, use this, use that, you know, to transfer buy, transfer Litecoin, buy something with Litecoin. But then there's like a 3% fee. And, you know, I could just buy whatever it is without, you know, using Litecoin for a no fee. Um, and that's pretty much it right there for my opening. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, what, what do you mean there's a 3% fee for what? Um trying to think what it was uh remember johnny was talking about it um i forgot what it was it's it's one of the it's one of the like you take your litecoin it converts it to cash if you go to ah uh, gosh dunkin donuts or whatever but there's a fee with that so i was like eh, i could just buy a donut without oh, a fee <laughs> like litecoin card or uh, flexa probably you talked about flexa yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know all the different fee structures, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be, um, I mean, like, there's no, again, there's no uh, magic elixir, you know what I mean? So right. if the ultimate goal, like what we're talking about is, the ultimate goal is to have some sort of just direct payment to the vendor. If you're going to use some kind of intermediary like Visa or MasterCard or anybody who's got a token or they're going to take your coins and sell them on an exchange and, um, you know, give you the U.S., give the merchant the U.S. dollar value of that coin, there's a spread, there's a charge. They're not going to do that 
just out of the goodness of their heart. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that that's, that's just the reality of it. It saves you the trouble of selling, paying whatever fee you have to sell, taking from your Coinbase account, putting it into your bank account, and then moving from your bank account to your debit card and paying that. So, you know, I mean, it's like it's uh, they're trying to simplify the process. So, gotcha. the, the you know, what we're all talking about is how do we long term get where merchants will accept native Litecoin, native Bitcoin, native whatever. I'll say it, Monero talks, okay? So if uh, if you go to a, a vendor, and, and if you listen to our podcast from a few weeks ago when uh, David Burkett was on about Mimblewimble, what he was saying is like to encourage these vendors to post a stealth address, which you'll understand if you go listen to it, but um, that's the key. Like when people get all excited, well, BitPay is going to take uh, integrate Litecoin. I go, well, if I'm not using my native wallet, if I have to use a third party, it's nice, I guess, but that's not the whole point. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? The idea is that yeah. you're a store owner, you're a shop owner, and I can just send Litecoin to your wallet directly. I don't want anybody else involved. Right. Yeah. But it's it, it's just hard right now. You know, we're still very, very new that people are and merchants are in debt. Merchants have bills to pay. Everybody's revolving credit. They don't have time to wait and let Litecoin appreciate. So they're going, look, I just need cash today. I bought this product. I have 30-day terms on my bill to my vendors. And when I get paid, I need to pay them. You know, I have bills to pay. So um, it's just, it's, it's a time thing that people who have the ability to, to wait can take crypto. And understand the value of it long term. So I don't know if I answered your question or what. But... No, uh, no, it's good info. Um, no, I'm going to try out this cake wallet though on the side, um, and then I will. I'm going to actually try and uh, find a Baskin Robbins around here, and um, I don't know. Uh, I'll try Flexer or something like that. Whatever it is, I'll even incur the fee, no biggie. But yeah, the um, the one thing is, without having to do any more research on Google or anything. Um, What's the time period for restoring a wallet or setting up a wallet? Is it a lengthy download process, kind of like the Litecoin wallet, where it has to download a whole bunch of history, or is it kind of more snappy, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you were talking about 20, 30 minutes, you're looking at far less than that. I mean, I'd say three minutes, if I had to guess. Sweet. Three minutes, yeah. Less than that, maybe. For Very quick. cake wallet, or are we talking about? For cake wallet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what are, you, what are you trying to do when you say restore a wallet? What are you trying to do? What, why did that come up? Well, um, the restore the wallet would be like, say, I get another cell phone or something like that. I have my cake wallet on one cell phone. If I, um, you know, it's a software wallet, right? So then I would go download the app on my new cell phone and then say restore. And then I'd enter my, I don't know how many uh, words it is, key. And then it would restore like I did. I've already done that with the Litecoin wallet, which is pretty slick, but it took a minute. So. 
So you go from one device, one cell phone to another cell phone. And you can, you know, if you could sell your old cell phone, say you're in that situation and you want to get it and you're using a newer one, you, you just transfer your, your Litecoin wallet over using your, um, your private key. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You have, what's going on is your, uh, whatever device you're using, uh, has to download the blockchain. Right. So they're going back and looking at the history and actually syncing syncing up with the nodes of the blockchain so that's that's the time crunch but i mean if you're if you're in a rush um i guess the less time it takes the less deeply rooted in the blockchain it is might be the best way to put it so like if you took litecoin node um i did a video a couple weeks ago about just downloading a litecoin node it takes a day but uh I don't know. It depends on what what your time frame is. I'm not sure why you're what the rush is. I I have no rush. It's just if I'm gonna if I'm gonna tinker with a wallet, it's just a pain sometimes. To so like if I'm if I'm gonna start a new wallet, yeah, if it's on your phone. I guess I get that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know if I'm not too serious about the wallet, I just kind of want to test it out. You know, like how long is it gonna take to test? Sometimes you got other things you want to do, but you know I could just whatever, go to the gym, come back, and it should be done. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, if you do like a light wallet, Electrum wallet, uh, like they have with Cake, um, yeah, you should be all right. But yeah, yeah download yeah. a – I mean, if you go to the Litecoin Foundation, they, they'll let you – you can download a node, uh, Litecoin Core wallet. Mm-hmm. It, ta- it takes some time. Um, it's just a little – I guess the best thing is – like Tux would tell you, it's a little more private. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more private. It's yeah. all, it's all, it's all uh, degrees. There was a, actually a good interview uh, with Eric Voorhees. Did one with um, uh, the the What Bitcoin Did guy, Peter McCormick, and um, you know, he talked about decentralization. He said it's, it's, you know, it's degrees. It's like anything else. You're gonna sac. You're always sacrificing something for something else. So speed is gonna always be a, you know, that's desirable in certain situations. Privacy is desirable in certain situations. Uh, transaction fees are being low is desirable, and so you're always trading those off. You know. Sure. But, all right. I've been drinking too much. <laughs> I'm probably not making any sense anymore. So that's all good. All right, I'm only going to give Al one more chance if he wants to talk because he. Uh, I think he fell was asleep. awesome last week. Anything else, Al? Are you done? I reckon. I reckon he fell asleep. <laughs> did you? I really last did. Week? Yeah, you were here, Tux. I was here. Yeah, I've been here. I've been here. I just couldn't talk last week. Did you like last? I thought that last week was awesome. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed this one a lot today. I thought it was great. Yeah, this last hour I really liked. I like you, Tux. I think we should have beers together, or a Fosters or something. Well, you you'll have to apply for uh, you have to <laughs> apply for my approval via the Australian government, which will inevitably be denied. So uh, <laughs> they'll have to be virtual, I think. Yeah, I I wouldn't fit in over there. I don't think you would. Like, you, think you would, would. pre two thousand nineteen. You know, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you would. Australians are pretty easygoing. They're just fucking brainwashed at the moment. But you know, things will change. I'm optimistic about it. I think the tide is 
very, very slowly turning. Yes. It couldn't so be any been, slower. I shouldn't. I'm still... Okay. So, um, Bill Maher over here a couple months ago was like, I'm not doing a booster. That's some bullshit. And then uh, he's a liberal. And then Trevor Noah got in a little trouble this week because he said, well, quote-unquote trouble, because he said, why are we listening to the CEO of Moderna about vaccines, right? Yep. And They're not even vaccines. Well, okay, but I think you would agree if we're going to be conspiracy theorists that there's this, that nothing happens by accident, right? Absolutely. The the groundwork gets laid very early on. And so those are like signals of we're laying the groundwork for stopping the insanity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm hopeful for. Is that yeah. the U.S. has recognized they're not going to get it done. England has recognized they're not going to have absolute compliance. Probably the two freest countries in the world still. Yeah, I agree. Fairly, you know, Brazil is even pushing back, right? Their president's like, this is stupid. So the signal has been sent out that maybe after this winter, it's time to just let it go. Uh, I hope so. It's funny you said that because um, there was a glimmer of that here, right? Because all of this nonsense in Australia has been by the hand of, of the state leaders, right? The state governments, not not very much federally, besides a bullshit plan, right? That's nothing. It's not actually enforcing it like the states are. The the prime minister that we have here, he is he's on the right, and he he said in parliament uh, a week or two ago. He said, I think it's time that state governments take a step back out of people's lives. He got screamed at, but I think that's the start. Yeah, it doesn't happen by accident. I'm convinced. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like most things, sometimes you see things in the news and you're like, like, you know, when they push a little too far? Oh, yeah. And then everybody. Like what you were talking about earlier. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then they back off. Yeah. And go, they're just, they're just getting your mind ready <laughs> oh yeah but there there are people here that i know very well in the state of victoria they they hold the world record for the longest lockdown of all time right these people have been through it these people get screamed at if they go have a cigarette on their fucking balcony right and by the police or the defense force and uh these people have complied you know because they have to to keep their jobs they have to to go and do what they want to do even to go outside and they're on their third shot, right? And they're still being told that they're not allowed to do this or that. Imagine that. Imagine you follow the rules even though you don't necessarily want to. And you're still being oppressed by some bullshit that you don't agree with. That's where the tide is turning in those cases a lot. They're switching sides entirely almost. They're getting fed up. Yeah. There's only so far you can push people. It's like that Elon Musk analogy we were talking about earlier. You create your own monster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they fund it too. This thing they don't realize is they, it's hubris, right? It's, and that maybe is the one glimmer of hope you have is that these people are so blind to their own, um, 
Yeah, hubris. They don't even see that they're funding. They assume that everything will just fall into place just like it always has. And I, I actually, I'm not trying to throw maximalists under the bus, but they have the same thing. They don't see that, and it's not, it's not even a large part of the Bitcoin community. It's some of them. They just don't even get what they're talking about. And they, they're so no. confident that everything's going to fall just as somebody told them it's going to. But they have no freaking clue what they're talking about. I I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's a really funny connection to make, but it's it's very accurate. It's it's like this same mindset of all is well, all will be well because I believe it and I'm taken care of. My best interests are definitely at hand here. I fully believe that the best outcome is going to it's going to be the result, right? It's delusion. I, I was actually really encouraged last. I think it was yesterday or the night before I was listening to, I jumped into a Bitcoin space with that Shinobi. You probably know who he is, right? He's an abrasive dude. I don't know. Oh, well, he's like a, I think he's a developer. He very, very deeply understands the technical aspects of Bitcoin, but he's also just like, just an abrasive person. He's just an abrasive personality and does not hide it. And there's times I like him, there's times I don't. Okay. But he was, because I don't, I don't like Michael Saylor that much. I don't, like he's just, to me, he's just noise in the space. But, and, and I was glad to hear that this guy, Shinobi, who's abrasive, but he is respected in that community, was, was thinking all the same things I am, like, if the guy isn't in here to talk about self custody and decentralization and privacy, then like what, I don't need him. Right. Like he's not helping us. He's hurting us. He's promoting, he's promoting putting your, I mean, he, what does he hold? A hundred thousand Bitcoin. He's puts them in Coinbase custody. What example is that? Like I said earlier, walk the walk. If you believe in this thing, don't give them to somebody. Why would you let somebody else hold the most amazing asset in the history of time? It's so right? stupid. Can it's you so imagine? fucking like, stupid. Think about that. Think about this. Let's let's say you view Bitcoin as you know, second only to your children, right? I would never let anything bad happen to it. Would you hand them over to just some fucking schmuck? <laughs> No, you'd be like, I'm putting these motherfuckers in cold storage and I'm putting them in, you know, uh, safe deposit boxes and um, multi sig. (laughs) I'd do everything I could to protect (laughs) these things if I was as passionate as Michael Saylor was, which means it's all a sales pitch. You know, he just wants you to buy because he borrowed a fucking. Dude, this dude. Do you know how much money he's borrowed? No. How much? Well, he owns uh, like 110,000 Bitcoin. So what's that equal? Oh, shit. I mean, it's incalculable. um, I'll say it's like in the billion. It's in the multiple billions. Yeah. He just recently spent 500 million. He's borrowing money against the assets of his company. Um, And he's just, it's, 
he's speaking irrationally. He's not yeah, giving people like a fair, irrational way to invest in Bitcoin, which is borrow what you can that isn't going to put your life at risk. Buy, hold, self-custody, and just mm-hmm. Bitcoin and chill, right? It's a good strategy. Yep. I would love to have that be the introduction most people have, but no, it's leverage your life against because I don't know what's the rush, right? What's the fucking rush? If it's the greatest yeah. asset of all time, what's the rush? <laughs> all you have to do is yeah. just, just get along, get on board and just go along for the ride. So, all right. It's t- yeah. I'm, I mean, if you, you want to wrap it up there? I think I maybe, I don't know. Keep going, dude. I don't care. A Aaron is in here. He likes to talk. I see him in the Bitcoin spaces, which I appreciate. Any light coiner that goes and fights the fight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Those guys tear each other apart. Then they're on the same team, supposedly. <laughs> dude, they're, it's insufferable. I said it earlier. I go, I'll listen to him, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. And they have like 800 listeners, and I'm like, who's listening to this? <laughs> And getting anything out of it. <laughs> yep. I know this is tur- this this whole thing has turned in a little bit of a. I don't know. I feel sometimes like I probably talk too much. I'm a little bit of a solo project, but. No, nah, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it a lot. I don't know. I got a lot to say, so. But That's how, why how these spaces are great. Hey, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Doge are sub, suburized, oh, suburized, WRX. I got you. There you go. Um, <laughs> Nobody gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, how long you been in this? Um, 17. I bought the, I bought the bear market as it started to come down and all the uh, gurus were saying bye, bye, bye still going into January, probably February. Um, so I've got a I've got a bag of some Litecoin, and then I um I bought more uh pretty much you know at the low a little bit, and then I bought more as it swung up high, and um but I didn't touch the four hundred zone and buy more there. I was gonna let it just keep on rolling, and then it pulled back, you know. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So just um haven't been really um exercising it though, as everybody's saying, you know, use it, use it, use it. Kind of yeah, I guess I'm that that i don't know litecoin fiat maximalist person for right now because i figure if i can sell at the top and then buy nine or eight times more at the bottom if there is going to be a bottom like that you know i'm a cycle believer at this point until proven otherwise so you know yeah so i've been in it for a minute but yeah um learning you know i gotta you know we all have real lives on the side as well and so um yeah for sure you know um yeah but uh catching tidbits here and there of info from like say uh you know you guys here um you know just try to keep it sane though because some people are kind of way off on one in one direction or the other so try to find an even keel kind of group to you know are you in the u.s what's that i'm sorry are you in the u.s yeah i'm in california look into that litecoin card i'll tell you that's a really nice way to just DCA out, DCA in, 
just spending right. cash around town. Like I, I, I got that a few months ago and I'm going, man, why didn't I have this like years ago? It's great. It's, cool. you know, it's a way to just, again, slowly use it. Transactions. I really believe that's a big part of it. Even though it's in the visa network, even though it's KYC, whatever, right. it's a small part of your stack, you know? So, um, yeah. Okay. I'll leave it at that. No, cool. I'm looking it up right now. Listen, uh, listen to listen to the podcast, you guys. They, they, oh, every. I I know I it's me talking, so I love them. But <laughs> no, they're good. I've listened to them, and I was going to ask you when is the next episode. Well, I put two up tonight that were just right now. It's just the Twitter Spaces. So, um, why Litecoin has been. Yeah. He's been having some stuff going on. I'm not really 100% sure what's going on. He's just said, hey, I'm just checked out for a minute. He hasn't been on Twitter. And he and I were just kind of like, we just kind of met on Twitter, basically. Mm -hmm. And I like his uh, approach to, like, he's an analytical guy. He's a very smart dude. And I just like the way, I just felt like we meshed pretty well. Yeah. So I have I don't really have a plan for how to where to go next. I would love to do interviews. I would love to have another person jump in that felt like the right fit, but you know, I don't even know. I'm just I'm literally just this is like third or fourth on my list right now. I'm doing my best to just keep it going every week. So Yeah. Um yeah, I'll do some stuff. I, I wanna do I would like personally I wanna learn how to write a little better. Because I think that if I could formulate my thoughts and present them in a cohesive manner, they could be interesting to people and at least be something to listen to. Yeah, for sure. You know, I did one on inflation. I wasn't happy with how it came out. So I've just, it's just sitting on my computer. Um, I would like to do one on what we talked about today, the physical asset. Mm. How do we, is there a future for that? Yeah. But I don't know. Like when you guys listen to podcasts, what's interesting is it if I pose an idea and just um, explain it and put it out there and it's 15 minutes, is that interesting? Um, for me personally, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So it's a part of my everyday life. For me, it's it's mainly conversation that I'm most interested in conversation or, you know, some sort of storytelling. Yeah. A, a solo, solo is hard to pull off. It's very hard to pull off. You, you definitely need at least one other voice in there to bounce off of. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you go on ham with the fucking production, you know what I mean? Like there's a few, there's a few guys, uh, there's a guy, uh, Darknet Diaries, I can think of, and he, he'll tell stories sometimes if he doesn't have a guest, and there's a lot of production involved that sort of keeps the, keeps the pace and keeps your interest, but I think for the most part, you, I mean, you want someone else in there. I mean, like, you and I, you and I click, like, I, for whatever reason, right off the bat. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, that, I do. I agree. Conversation is part of it. And that's why the podcasts, I go back, what I do is I, I, I download them, I listen to them, I go like walk my dog or something and I'll listen, or not the, the Twitter spaces. Mm. I listen to them and 
of course, again, of course, I find them interesting because it's me being able to tell my ideas, but I don't know from a third party, are they interesting or not? They are. They, and, yeah. uh, and, um, so as for right now, that's what I like. And I, I almost feel like they're better because I, it's like a call in radio show. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I can talk about things, but it would be cool to have a co-host and maybe structure these in a different way where it's, um, we have things we want to talk about and then we take questions, but I don't know at the same time. Well, Hey, if you, um, if I did that, go ahead. if you did want, want to, to have a crack at something, uh, with me, I would definitely be keen for that. If you want, I've got a, I've got a legit mic set up and audio interface and the whole nine. So, would sound professional. Yeah, we have, we would cover the earth with it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate your your openness to things. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, yeah, I, I probably will. But I, I guess I just I just want to make sure that um, I want to make sure it's informative, it's interesting, and I I, I have to nail down the goal. The goal is education in my mind. Mm, that's a good goal. And right now, I don't, um, I don't, feel, I, I feel like I've enjoyed the conversations. I think it's positive for the Litecoin community to have something to come back to and listen to, and uh, maybe I'm creating an ethos of the Litecoiners by doing this. The schedule is important. But, too. Um, it's good that you have that. But it's every week like this. We'll say that again. Just the schedule. It's always there. It's like it's good that you have it on a schedule. Doing these spaces as well, bringing these people back, and you see different people in here. You see some of the same people in here. I think over time that'll do a lot. Yes. And um, yeah, like what uh, Johnny Litecoin said. He's like, I'm just going to do it and see if anybody tells me to stop. Yeah. I feel like if we keep at this thing. I can build an audience. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe if I think about my own motivations, it's about, I want to gear people towards the things we've been talking about. Don't get caught up in the noise. Understand you're holding a ridiculously rare piece of technology in your hands. Yeah. That, that's been dropped, I believe like drop down from the heavens, <laughs> whatever Satoshi came up with, like, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to, yeah, lose the noise. Let's get focused. There's a lot ahead of us, but, uh, then I drink and things happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe I will take it because Tux, my best time right now is like, Sunday mornings. Okay. For me is the most time I have or Saturday or Sunday mornings to sit down and have a long talk. Um, which for you would be nighttime if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right? Can you give me a, like an EST time or a PT time or whatever the fuck? I'll convert it. It's 1 a.m. right now. What time is it your time? 4.30 p.m. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like... What four thirty? Yeah, man, I'm in the future for real. Yep. No, but I mean, you're half. You have a half hour time zone. Yeah, yeah, we do. We got a few. Big country, man. Big fucking country. 
you're 15 and a half hours ahead of me. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. That might be doable. Like a Saturday night thing? Yeah. For me, and it would be like midday Sunday for you. I can definitely do that. Okay. I'll figure I'll message you right. for sure. Yeah. But no worries. So. You'll be part of the, but you're part of Litecoin Underground. Once you put that badge on, you better get it by more than the one and a half you told me. Hey, fuck you, man! Don't... <laughs> <laughs> I am glad you saw. It's a start. Uh... It's a start. No, I'm gonna swap. I'll I'll show you my screenshot as well. Hey, good. good. I'll put. I'll buy a man. I'll buy at least a Monero for you. Look at that. This is Monero and Litecoin coming together. There you go. It has to happen. And I think uh, and Digibyte's another one I need to learn about. Mm. Yeah, I don't know much about I don't about know that. much about it. I need to learn about them. I own some Vertcoin. I like Vertcoin because they're ASIC resistant. Oh, is Monero mined on GPUs? Uh, yeah, they. you can't use ASICs on them. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mining doesn't yeah. work on ASICs. Yeah, because Vertcoin's that same way. Oh, uh, okay. And then... Uh, who else is out there? I don't even know. Who's like legit? Isn't it funny? All the VC money and all the bullshit. Mm. It's all bullshit. It's so much bullshit. It really is. Yeah. It's a mountain of it. And it's like that, you know, in uh, Jurassic Park when that Tyrannosaurus or the uh, Triceratops, that pile of shit that it leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the world. <laughs> it is, man. All right, I'm done. I'm gonna end it. I have to stop. Yeah, this was an hour and a half after I thought I was done. <laughs> Good, you did something right then. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Al, go to bed, bud. Talk to you guys later. Take it easy. Bye.